Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of The Amber May Show. So glad you are joining me today because Richard Gay, AIA, an architect of 30 years in the Bay Area, is a member of the American Institute of Architects and he's the founder and former CEO of Architects and Engineer for 9-11 Truth. He's now independent and along with his courageous wife, Gail, they continue to lead the charge towards a real investigation in the destruction of all three World Trade Tower Center skyscrapers. And you can learn more about him at richardgage911.org. So he's going to join me today and we're going to look at another perspective on what could have happened on 9-11. We were all told the airplanes, but let's just see what he has to say. It it was very fascinating. I think you're going to like his presentation today. So please like, share, and subscribe. If you believe in what I'm doing, please become an angel investor. And the easiest way to do that is going to theambermayshow.com. Hit the donate button and donate whatever you feel. You can donate five, ten, a hundred dollars. You could be a five dollar monthly subscriber by going to theambermayshow.locals.com. All of that really does help support the program. And I really do appreciate it. Hey, if you're looking for a wonderful cheesecake, go to belovedcheesecakes.com. When you're there, use my name. I think it's Amber. Could be Amber May. I don't remember. Um, One of those. um, And save some money at checkout. That's belovedcheesecakes.com. Promo code Amber, Amber May at checkout. Well, without any further ado, I'd love to introduce you to Richard Gage. Like I told you, I have Richard Gage joining us today, and we are going to get into the nuts and bolts of what happened on 9-11. So welcome, Richard, to the program. I'm so happy that you're joining us today. Thank you, Amber. Honored to be here with you. In in, in this case, in the World Trade Center, we have evidence to uh, bring these perpetrators to justice. And 60 exhibits of this evidence has already been submitted to the U.S. attorney for a special grand jury investigation. And we're now working on the film, which can be co-produced by uh, all of us collectively um, into the film uh, 9-11 Crime Scene to Courtroom, an unprecedented film series uh, taking hard evidence of 9-11 to crimes to court uh, because... Uh, we will have about two dozen episodes with experts, high-rise architects, structural engineers, metallurgists, chemists, physicists, wow. controlled demolition experts. We've already shot all the footage. We're in post-edit now. So you're raising support. money for that where people could go and donate to the film? Is that what I understood? Exactly. And, okay. you do- and where do they go do that? At your website, richardgage911.com? Yeah. richardgage911.org. .org, sorry. Yeah, you bet. So you can, uh, if anyone's interested in helping fund this film, then go to richardgage911.org and you can help make this a reality. Absolutely. And this, the beauty of this team of myself uh, and the experts that I've collected, uh, along with uh, the legal experts, Mick Harrison, specifically the litigation director of the lawyers committee, 
for 9-11 Inquiry, uh, we have teamed up uh, to produce uh, this, this film series. And he goes through and educates the grand jury on every what, what the specific points of evidence that, that I and my experts have presented, what it means and how we can get justice. Because Perfect. all of that evidence uh, applies to the Twin Towers and they're involved, uh, highly involved in, in this film series as well. Because we have to ask ourselves, if Building 7 was a controlled demolition with incendiaries, mm -hmm. which we have just proven, Mm -hmm. Then we have to ask ourselves, is it possible the Twin Towers could have suffered a similar fate? And the answer is yes. It's. We, do you come across people that have a really hard time accepting that this is a possible reality because of so many people that died and and how could anyone let this happen? Like, do you have when you when you go through your demonstration like this, do you do people come up to you and really just have a hard time um, with the evidence that is presented? Yes, uh, there are a few people that simply can't accept because this implies uh, that, that these were controlled demolitions. Mm -hmm. um, no, I saw the planes hit the towers. No, I saw that big explosion of jet fuel. Uh, all of that is irrelevant. What we're showing is the evidence of the explosive controlled demolition of all three towers. In the case of the it's, it's you're it's hard, you know, like I, my heart goes to those people because. You know, when we present evidence in, in our shows of just different things in general, whether it's election interference or what have you, or the shots or whatever, people do have a hard time because they're not nefarious in their way of thinking. And it's really hard for them to wrap their minds around that someone could do that, that someone would think about doing that and they wouldn't have any remorse and killing a whole bunch of people that are totally innocent, that have nothing to do with whatever they're trying to go after. And, and, and it's just a really hard concept because these are good people with good thoughts that would never think about a mass scale murder like this, whether That's it's right. the twin Until towers they, or the Pentagon or, or, or that building seven. Until they and, look at the series of false flag operations that have uh, initiated every major war and minor ones that we have, uh, uh, managed uh, as a U.S. empire to to execute. I mm -hmm. suggest that we save that uh, conversation until people actually see the evidence for the Twin Towers, which I can show you now if you'd like. Yes, please. Okay, so here they're shown the North Tower and the South Tower coming down at the same time. They're actually 15 minutes apart. Right. But you can compare them this way and see that they are identical in terms of their... Uh, destruction, uh, upward, outward, arching streamers, a geometry of fireworks, freely flying structural steel sections weighing four and eight tons ejected laterally at 80 miles an hour, landing 600 feet in every direction. This is not a gravitational collapse. And that's what we're going to be looking at here, starting with the first feature. Is there a sudden onset of destruction? Well, the North Tower uh, the fires are virtually out, and yet this yeah. happens yeah. Uh, suddenly, smoothly. The Just building all of was, a sudden, yeah. The building was in uh, was still, and yes, suddenly it comes down. Same with the South Tower; it's still, and then suddenly it begins its descent. There's no jolt, no hesitation, no imp at, at impact of the lower, cold, hard, intact steel below the point of jet plane impacts. So NIST tells us, oh, well, this was a gravitational collapse, and the upper part drove the building down to the ground and then destroyed itself. 
This, by the way, is called the Crush Down, Crush Up Theory, produced by Zdenek Bazant of Chicago Northwestern University. Uh, two days after 9-11, he submitted this extremely complex mathematical theory trying to justify this, and yet um, his, his math has been completely um, disproven by engineers uh, and we can get into that another time, but just briefly, the upper part of a building striking the lower part of the building would produce an equal and opposite destructive force. The weaker part is the upper part. Right. Look at it this way. You run a Volkswagen into a Mack truck. Who wins? Right. The Mack. <laughs> Mac. What uh -huh. if you drop the Volkswagen onto the Mack truck? Does it matter? No. Uh -uh. Same Newton's laws of physics apply. It would be destroyed because this is a virtual pyramid at the bottom, we have 52 inches by, by 22 inches of, of almost solid steel uh, in these columns. This is a cross section through the columns. Um, so, uh, and, and it just thins as it gets to the top. They're only three eighths inch thick at the top. Uh, and so uh, again, what we see looks more like the volcanic eruption in the Tongan sea on the right with uh, upward, outward arching, streamers, solid objects, molten, trailed by mm -hmm. thick white smoke clouds. Wow. I'll come back to that. But feature number two, uh, are there witnesses that hear explosions before, like in Building 7? Yeah, there's 186 of them all together now. The first 118 were reported orally a month after 9-11 and found in the... 12,000 pages of testimony by Professor Graham McQueen, uh, the, the late uh, great uh, researcher, the 9-11 researcher in 2015. Here's some of the quotes. You felt the ground shake. You could see the tower sway. And then it just came down. There's a specific order of the events of many of these uh, first responders. Uh, they're, they're seeing, feeling, noticing, uh, hearing um, phenomena before the towers ever came down. All of a sudden, the ground just started shaking. Felt like a train running under my feet. The next thing we know, we look up and the tower is collapsing. It shook my bones. Shortly before the first tower came down, I remember feeling the ground shaking. I heard a terrible noise and then debris just started flying everywhere. I saw a flash, flash, flash at the lower levels of the building. Wow. You know, like when they demolish a building. Whoa. With each popping sound, initially an orange, and then a red flash came out of the building. And then it would just go all around the building on both sides. You didn't see or hear these witnesses on mainstream media. No, you or did in, not. Or the 9-11 Commission report or the NIST report. This has all been hidden. Saw a number of brief light sources being emitted from inside the building between floors 10 and 15. He saw about six of these brief flashes accompanied by a crackling sound before the tower collapsed. I saw low-level flashes. I saw flash, flash, flash. And then it looked like the tower came down. You ever see professional demolition where they set charges on each floor? And then you hear the pop, pop, pop. When I heard that friggin' noise, that's when I saw the building coming down. An explosion appeared at the very top simultaneously from all four sides. Materials shot out horizontally. And then there seemed to be a momentary delay before you could see the beginning of the collapse. How specific 
does it need to be? This is extremely specific. And these are professional witnesses. There was an, i.e. being firefighters. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say for the audio listeners only, your slide says these are from court ordered release of the oral histories of firefighters witnessing the flash and explosion. So I just want to reiterate um, for people who are watching or just listening to what you're saying. That's right. Thomas Von Essen, the fire commissioner, ordered all of his 500 first responders to be recorded uh, on tape before he said uh, their memories became reshaped by a collective memory, that which is, is so what's smart. happened in our society, right? So uh, smart. Yep. Because they rewrite the history. They mm -hmm. don't tell this part, any of these parts of this history, one floor under another. When it hit about the fifth floor, I figured it was a bomb because it looked like a synchronized, deliberate kind of thing. Wow. It seemed like on television when they blow up these buildings, it seemed like it was going all the way around like a belt. All these explosions. The building was blowing out on all four sides. You actually heard the pops. You know, you heard the pops of the building. The terrorists planted explosive somewhere in the building. That's how loud it was. A crackling explosive. Another loud boom at the upper floors. And then a series of smaller explosions which appeared to go right completely around the building at the upper floors. And another loud earth-shattering blast with a large fireball which blew out more debris. The lower level of the building. You know, like when they demolish a building? That's what I thought I saw. Hey, I'm going to get to that thought in just a second. But right now, I'm going to take a quick break. Hey, friends. Are you feeling constantly fatigued? Dealing with constant chronic fatigue where it's hard to get out of bed, it's hard to go to work, it's hard to play with the kids, it's just hard to do life. That's no life at all. And maybe you're overweight. Is it hard for you to lose weight? If these are problems that you're dealing with, perhaps you have a hormone imbalance. I would really highly recommend that you go see Dr. Meehan at MeehanMD.com because he is an expert in balancing hormones and getting our body working at optimum health. So if you're looking for a doctor you can trust, you just feel off. You don't feel your, the way you want to feel like you did a couple years ago, five years ago. Maybe you've been dealing with this for many years. Stop dealing with it. Start living life. So go check out mehanmd.com. When you're there, let him know Amber May sent you because he can help you get the health that you want, restore your body's hormonal balances back to the way God created it and make you feel better. And while you're there, check out his supplemental store. He has amazing supplements to help support all kinds of functions in the body. Whether you're trying to support your immune health, your gut health, maybe you have trouble sleeping, go check him out at mehandmd.com. When you're there, use promo code AMBER at checkout. All right, America Patriots, we are currently on the Amber May Show. So stay tuned, Amber May. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my new product from MyPillow, towels that actually work. Watch this absorbency test. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with the nice design. I don't know if you can see this, but you could line a swimming pool with this. I mean, this is crazy. Get rid of it. Towels that actually work. What a concept. I'm interrupting this commercial to let you know you can get our six-piece My Towels, regular $69.98, now only $29.98. Or you can save 25% on our brand new kitchen towels made with the same technology as our famous My Towels. 
Also, we have bath sheets, bath towels, washcloths, hand towels, and so much more. And the best part, with your promo code, your entire order ships absolutely free. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use that promo code to get deep discounts on all my towels. And for a limited time, your order ships absolutely free. You are listening to The Amber May Show, and now we return to the show already in progress. Did you see any flashes? He said, yes. Well, I thought it was just me. He said, no, I saw them too. Everybody, I think at that point still thought these things were blown up. So I was fully expecting anything else to blow up. You were there when the planes hit? I said, no, I was there when the building exploded. You mean when it fell down? No, <laughs> when it exploded. Wow. <laughs> he knew what he was talking about. And I just want to say something. If, when we go back to that time frame, um, they kept showing over and over and over for hours on end the the airplanes going into the building. I yes. mean, they what? So what I've learned now about fear and what the media has done to promulgate fear, is so we can't use our rational brain because when we're in a state of fear and panic, I remember watching that in college and I was terrified. I've never seen anything like that in my country. I was scared to go to school. Um, so I think I stayed home that day, but the rest of the week I did go to school. I was terrified driving to school. I mean, I was so afraid. I just remember being so afraid and my heart went out to them. So when they're, when they're showing you it like over and over and over again, that's traumatizing. It's a very traumatic event to do that repeatedly. And, and so I think that, that was trauma, by design that they did that. Exactly. This is called a psychological operation. Uh, in this case, mm -hmm. against the American people uh, ourselves, uh, we, we revert to a childlike state. And, and, and all of us had some degree of that, especially in New York. Uh, and we want answers to get us out of our pain, our shock. And the answers provided uh, fill that gap immediately, readily. And and because uh, right away, even that day, they said, oh, structural weakening due to the to the jet fuel uh, caused the towers to collapse. And we're going, oh, OK. Whatever. Well, for me and for most of us who aren't engineers and not in the building world, that seems like a plausible explanation. Uh, any explanation. I don't know different. Yeah, that's right. We don't know different. And any explanation under those uh, traumatic circumstances uh, will suffice. Mm -hmm. And because so we can put it out of our mind. And that's mm -hmm. what they provide us. Within 48 hours, we knew who did it, even though he never took credit for it. Uh, so Osama bin Laden, i.e., so what does it have any of the other features of controlled demolition, i.e. a straight down symmetrical collapse? Well, not so much in the South Tower. It actually begins to tip over. In fact, it's tipping over at 22 degrees. So it's tipping over at 22 degrees. So we have asymmetrical uh, damage from this load, which is falling off the building, asymmetrical damage from the planes, asymmetrical damage from the fires up above. How then do we get complete symmetrical damage all the way around, just like the firefighter said, all the way, all the way around each side of this building? It makes no sense, right? It's complete symmetry. What are we really looking at? Let's zoom in and see. Here is, oh. Um, uh, we, we can see individual ex explosions, uh, about a dozen of them in this video, which is not playing right now. I will fix that. Uh, but 
traveling down the, the leading edge of this destruction, we can see in the video uh, on our website, uh, which is the documentary is called 9-11 Explosive Evidence Experts Speak Out. I made that and it has uh, all of this information and a whole lot more from, from experts. Do we have isolated explosive ejections? Uh, this is interesting. Look, uh, uh, 20 stories down. We have the 40 stories down, uh, even uh, 60 stories down, as you'll see here. We have these isolated explosive ejections that make no sense in the official narrative of a gravitational collapse. Uh, on the left side of the South Tower, dozens of these isolated explosive ejections called squibs in the controlled demolition industry. Uh, in this looped video, you can see multiple mm -hmm. uh, of them. And this is the building top that begins to tip over, in this case, to the right. Uh, and uh, what's happening is the structure itself is being destroyed such that it can't maintain its rigid body status and fall continue falling off the building which is why it doesn't fall over into the street below but it settles back down on itself if there was a pile driver that was driving the rest of the building down to the ground we'd see it but none of the photos none of the videos show any section after three seconds when it's been destroyed show uh, the top portion driving the rest of the building down to the ground and if that was there, it would have destroyed these few remaining columns that are standing a thousand feet in the air. But then they get a separate set of blasts from below and the knees fall out from under them and they fall uh, frame by frame. Uh, you can see it descending through the concrete powder, which has been shaken off of it. Okay, so those spiky things, that's the metal frame, that's the steel frame? Yeah, from the core columns, there's a, oh, wow. a few of them that did not get taken out in the explosions. Oh, but they wow. would have been crushed by the upper portion of the building uh, if if uh, the official narrative had any element of truth in it. Wow. Uh, it, it, would, it would have crushed these also. In fact, um, what is happening to the upper portion of the building? Look at the lower red line. It doesn't move down until now. And so in the first two seconds here, we can see that the upper portion of this building is, in fact, in the North Tower, being destroyed in the first few seconds. It's not driving the rest of the building down to the ground. It's being destroyed. It's telescoping in on itself. And, and if I could see on the one side, do you see that that uh, the puff of smoke on the right-hand side yep. of the building yep. before it gets collapsed? Under that the red is, line on the under, right, yes, there, uh -huh. there is a, an additional... Uh, isolated explosive ejection called yes. squibs. They are all over the place, actually. Uh, more there. And let me see. Wow. Wow. And uh, how fast is the building coming down? This is a dead giveaway, just like in Building 7, where we had free fall. We have near free fall here. In fact, it's uh, about two thirds of free fall acceleration, which means what? The building is not decelerating when it meets the cold, hard, intact steel below. There would be an impact and a jolt, and it would slow down. But guess what? It doesn't. It's just smoothly accelerating. Proven by uh, physics teacher David Chandler and others. Through what? 
It's accelerating through 80,000 tons of structural steel, which was five times stronger than it ever needed to be to support this building's the weight of it up above. So it certainly should have slowed down when it met this. There's more steel on the facade than there is glass. These are uh, incredible uh, 47 massive core columns. And then the perimeter columns, 240 uh, 14-inch square steel tube columns uh, should have provided some um, enough resistance to slow the building down. But that's not what happens. How about the, the other steel? What is happening to that steel? It's being ejected laterally, impaling uh, these four and eight ton structural steel sections into all the skyscrapers around them, destroying the winter gardens of the World Financial Center 500 feet away. Oh, let me correct that. And we have laterally ejected freely flying structural steel sections again four and eight tons look at this one whoa. laterally whoa one two three that's a four ton perimeter wall section which is ejected as you can see here laterally there's enough force to hurl this four ton section laterally then gravity begins to take over and it's about to hit World Trade Center 7, in fact, So, uh, which is underneath the arrow there. So uh, th what force is, is required to blow uh, thousands of these sections laterally? It's enough force to uh, hurl a 200-pound cannonball three miles. That's a lot of force. By the way, mm -hmm. if 100,000 tons of steel framing, which is what we had in the each tower, is distributed well outside the footprint, what's crushing the building? It's not the steel, right? It's found outside the footprint. So how could it have also crushed the building? If it did, it would be found on top of the pile. But we don't see a, a four, uh, we, don't, we don't see 20 stories of, of, of skyscraper here or, compressed um we we don't see it at all uh maybe it's the concrete uh this we'll get to that the the building is 200 feet wide but the debris field is 1200 to 1400 feet well outside the world trade center complex boundaries as you can see also wow. impacting building seven which is why we know one of the reasons we know that um, because it was impacted with steel, how, how far this steel went. Um, and so we got to look for evidence of what could have done this, i.e. The, the concrete. Maybe it was the concrete that crushed the building. There were, in fact, 110 floors of concrete, each an acre in size, four inch thick and eight inch thick. Where is the concrete? It's not found at the bottom on the left. That's a good question. Yeah, right. Uh, look on the right. Where is this the concrete? I remember going there after, and it was just like such a vacant spot. Like after 9-11, I remember visiting. I think everyone wanted to go visit, right? And so it was just this blanket spot, nothing there. 
Well, on the this is what you should have seen if the official narrative had any element of truth in it. On the right, you see a real gravitational collapse from Mexico. There's pancakes. They're stacked up. Okay, there's the concrete. That's what happens in a real collapse. On the left, we don't see 50 floors of concrete. No. We don't see 10. They were an acre in size, huge. Um, and what we see is a, a three or four story pile of miscellaneous steel and metal. Where's the concrete? Right. It's missing. And oh. is that normal as well, concrete? No, 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 and neither is this. I mean, look at it. That's the concrete, Amber. The concrete oh. has been pulverized to a fine powder. Hey. In all of the photos and all of the videos, what we see is 90,000 tons of concrete from each building reduced to 100 micron particles and distributed throughout lower Manhattan in a three square mile area from river to river, a three inch thick blanket of powdered concrete reduced essentially to baby powder in, in terms of its particle size. Hmm. That is not what a gravitational collapse accomplishes. And by the way, there were steel pans underneath each of these 110 floors. Even if you could make the argument that, oh, collapsing concrete uh, dustifies. Well, where are the 110 steel pans that uh, don't turn to dust or co powdered concrete? Uh, they're missing, too, in that pile. By the way, if 90,000 tons of concrete from each building is pulverized and spread over three square miles, what's crushing the building? It wasn't the steel. It was also distributed laterally. The weight of the steel and the concrete was used in the mathematical equation that Zdenek Bazant from Chicago Northwestern University submitted just two days after 9-11. He used all of that weight and multiplied it times two fraudulently in each case to get the upper part to crush the lower part. That's what he had to do. It's complete fraud, the NIST report. And that's why uh, with the evidence uh, of the 10 key characteristic features and some very uncharacteristic features too, of course, from of controlled demolitioning, i.e. the thermite and nanothermite, this becomes proof of controlled demolition. A body of proof that's convinced 3,600 architects and engineers to sign on to the petition demanding a new investigation. You can see that petition at our website, richardgage911.org. You can see the evidence here in our documentary, 9-11 Explosive Evidence Experts Speak Out. You can see the uh, independent analysis of Building 7 performed by the one of the top forensic structural engineers in the country, Professor Leroy Halsey, who, along with another uh, uh, the, the architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth engineers, uh, prove that this building seven could not have come down by fire. And the mini documentary just on building seven alone acted narrated by actor Ed Asner uh, in just 15 minutes destroys the official narrative. Again, all that evidence is included uh, in the new documentary, which people can co-produce at richardgage911.org. That's what I wanted to bring to your attention.
Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming by today and sharing all this information with us. That was well done. I appreciate your uh, your uh, presentation. Thank you so much. Thank you, Amber. Uh, it's my pleasure, and, and I'm I'm very very grateful for the opportunity. You can unshare my screen there if you want. Um, uh, there we go. Yeah, uh, this is important. Now, you asked me earlier uh, a few s difficult questions, um, alluding to the fact that, you know, how could this happen? Well, we have to look at what happened after 9-11 to understand the motivations of these individuals, this rogue group within our government how they had access uh, to look at project for a new American century, the neocon think tank. I mean, they, they developed a paper re rebuilding America's defenses, calling for a vast increase in the military budget, regional hegemony in the middle East uh, and uh, the taking out of Iraq, uh, for instance. <clears throat> and they said though, absent a catalyzing and catastrophic event, like a new Pearl Harbor, these goals will likely take an awfully long time, which is essentially what they said. Uh, and Bush writes in his diary uh, that night, uh, today we had our new Pearl Harbor. So these neocons were brought into the Bush administration when he came into power in 2000. And the ones that signed this document, Rebuilding America's Defenses, uh, <clears throat> many of them, uh, they have their own agendas. They're tied to foreign influence. They're globalists. Uh, they're, they're, they don't have America's greatest interest in heart. And what happened, in fact, after 9-11? Vast increase in the military budget. The invasion of not only Afghanistan securing the opium production uh, for the global elite uh, from the Taliban who had shut it down virtually completely, according to UN numbers, it was 285 metric tons <clears throat> they shut it down to from 2,800 metric tons. After we kicked them out of Afghanistan, uh, the UN numbers shot back up to 3,600 metric tons under uh, U.S. Uh, occupation, and then 6,500 metric tons. But guess what? We got kicked out of Afghanistan a couple of years ago, maybe a year ago. And the U.N. reports that the numbers went back down to 300 metric tons, hmm. way down. Apparently, the, the Taliban preferred to grow food uh, instead of opium. Uh, so that that uh, that is very telling in terms of motivation, financial implications. There's another incredible documentary by James Corbett of the CorbettReport.com or just CorbettReport.com, and in which he documents bond heists, uh, bonds being due uh, on the morning, excuse me, uh, on 9/11. Uh, which bonds were used by the global elite to bring down the Russian uh, economy, the USSR. Mm -hmm. But those were coming due and now they didn't have to pay those back. So uh, that's, that's pretty, pretty, pretty critical as well. Um, 
So financial shenanigans are all over the place. And he documents those. Af uh, in, in Iraq, we've taken uh, Iraq and, and controlled the oil there for the global elite. Mm -hmm. So these are motivations. And these people seem to be highly involved. Um, there's, there, there's some indications, quite a few indications that Cheney himself and um, and Rumsfeld, Wolfowitz, key members, including the Joint Chiefs of Staff who held uh, drills uh, uh, up to and including on the morning of 9-11 uh, for the defense of air drills from NORAD, uh, 43 drills altogether, several of them still active on 9-11, confusing the NORAD radar text as to what was real and what was not in, in terms of the exercise, which was hijacking of airliners and running them into buildings, curiously enough. Hmm. Interesting. Wow. This yeah. is phenomenal in information that you've uh, given all of us. It makes us really think about what we were told and uh, what you've explained. So I want to thank you for spending your time today with us. You're so welcome, Amber. My pleasure. And let's and encourage everybody to share this information. Your podcast here is is uh, really important for all of your friends and your friends' friends to to see and to wake up to what's going on. Because you mentioned the um, the mRNA vaccinations. That's 9-11 on steroids, if you start researching it. And I think you have already uh, and shared that with them. So these are called false flag operations. And we have to get the truth out so the next one can be exposed because it's coming. In the early 1900s, like 1920s, 30s, you with $20, you used to be able to buy an entire men's suit. You could get the handkerchief, the tie, the vest, the jacket, the pants, the belt, everything. And you could also buy that with a piece of gold. Now, in today's standards, you can't buy much with $20. Maybe a tie, maybe that's it. You could not even come close to an entire men's suit with a $20 bill. However, if you still had a piece of gold, you could still buy an entire men's suit with that piece of gold. See, silver and gold have intrinsic value, and it's had intrinsic value since the beginning of time. It's always been a currency around since the existence of man, gold and silver. So why not protect your investments and protect your earning power by owning some gold and silver? And the easiest way to do that is contacting Jim Tewell at epswealthmanagement.com. That's Edward Paul Sam, wealthmanagement.com, epswealthmanagement.com. Give him a call and let him know you'd like them to have some tangible assets in your portfolio. You'd like to have some gold and silver and, and he can help you do that. So if you're ready to protect yourself and protect your investments, then go ahead and give Jim Tebow to call whom you've seen on our program at epswealthmanagement.com. Let him know Amber May sent you. I'm Clay Clark. I'm a very pale male and you're listening to the Amber May show. Hey. Hey friends, I want to tell you what I recently did. I broke away from the big three. I was tired of the woke mobile and I wanted to go to a Christian conservative company that I could trust that support the organizations that I value and that is Patriot Mobile. So when you go to patriotmobile.com slash Amber, you are going to get free activation. It is super easy to get started to switch from the big three to Patriot Mobile. They'll walk you step by step. It is not difficult at all. And I've had tremendous service since I made the switch. 
So I recommend if you want to vote with your wallet and, and support a company that supports your values, go to patriotmobile.com slash Amber and save on a free activation. So that's patriotmobile.com slash Amber. Now the links are in the description below or on my website at theambermayshow.com slash promo. So check that out. So it's time to vote with our wallet, ditch the woke mobile and go to a Christian conservative mobile. And that is patriotmobile.com slash Amber. Thank you for joining us today on The Amber May Show. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please make sure you like, share, and subscribe. And if there's someone that came to mind, please share this episode with them. Please follow us on Telegram at The Amber May Show, True Social, Amber May, Frank Social, Amber May, or Clout Hub. I can't wait to see you next time on The Amber May Show.